0: Punks vs. Zombies by John Cronshaw Episode 11, Chapter 23 Tommy glanced back at the zombies still trapped inside the casino, their hands clawing at the glass doors. Would you look at that, Jimbo said, moving back towards the doors and tapping on the glass. Those deadheads can't even figure out how to open a damn door. The rest of the group laughed as they watched the creatures smack against the glass. The doors held firm, keeping them at bay. "Ha." Huh. Guess they only have half a brain after all, Layla said. She gave one last weary smile before her face hardened again. But we can't stay out here laughing all night. We need to get the hell out of this city now. Tommy nodded. No arguments here. Let's grab what we've scavenged already and... Wait just a minute, Zero said, holding up a hand. We can't leave yet. We've barely found any supplies at all. We need to keep searching while we have the chance. Tommy scowled. Are you completely insane? We barely made it out of there alive. It's too risky to stay in this place. He gestured back towards the moaning horde still pounding on the casino doors. We need to leave. Tommy's right, Mickey said. Can't we find supplies somewhere else? Roxy stepped forward, shaking her head. Zero has a point though. We're desperately low on food and water. There's gotta be a grocery store or something a few miles up the road, Tommy said. We can stock up there. And all the small towns nearby have probably already been picked clean, Zero said. Roxy crossed her arms, fixing Tommy with a stare. Where exactly do you expect we'll find supplies if we just blindly drive off into the sunset? Tommy shrugged. What about hitting up some houses in the suburbs? Spike said, lighting up a cigarette he'd dug from his pocket. Could find some tinned goods or something in people's pantries. Layla pushed out her bottom lip. Hey, yeah. Maybe we get lucky and find one of those doomsday prepper types with a loaded cellar. Zero scoffed. While we're wasting time and fuel-searching random houses, some of the stores here still have shelves full of essentials. Guaranteed. He waved a hand back towards the darkened cityscape behind them. The risk is worth the reward if we plan this right. We get in, load up on supplies, get out. Simple. Tommy bristled, about to argue back when Jimbo stepped between them. All right, dudes. Let's chill before this turns ugly. Let's set out our stalls and put it up to a vote. When no one objected, Jimbo nodded. Right then, go on and make your case, Tommy boy. Let's put it to a vote. Tommy took a deep breath. I just think staying is an unnecessary risk with minimal guarantee of reward. For all we know, the place has been stripped bare already anyway. And if we get trapped again, we're zombie food. He looked to Mickey and then the others. Mickey clearly needs rest. ASAP. And I know supplies are low, but we can ration what little we found already while we search for a safer place to resupply. There's gotta be smaller towns, gas stations, something within a few hours' drive that'll have what we need. Roxy rolled her eyes. Rocks? Jimbo held up a hand. You got something to add? Yeah, there's no guarantee anywhere we'll be safer or have anything left. Here, we've got more options, more potential untouched stores. You really want to gamble on some wild goose chase instead of grabbing what we know is available right now. Tommy clenched his jaw, but Jimbo stepped in again before he could bite back. Fair points both ways, Jimbo said, casting his gaze across everyone's faces. Anyone else? Zero's mouth twitched, but he remained silent. Layla shook her head. Let's put it to a vote then, all in favor of getting our punk asses out of Dodge as Tommy suggests. Tommy raised his hand, looking around expectantly. Only Mickey weakly lifted his hand to vote with him. The rest abstained or voted against. Well, that settles that then, Jimbo said. We're staying in Reno to resupply first. Tommy cursed under his breath. Zero inclined his head. You got something to say, Tommy? This is bull. We all nearly died in there. He gestured to the casino behind them. You really want to risk getting swarmed and trapped again? For what? Some goddamn cereal and bottled water. Enough, Tommy. Zero spoke in a firm, low voice. It's been decided. We're staying. Tommy bit his tongue before he could retort. He had no choice but to go along with the plan, but that didn't mean he had to like it, and he sure as hell wasn't going to let them go in blind and complacent again. You all want to stay and scavenge? Fine. But this time we do it smart and careful. No more going in unprepared and getting trapped like idiots, you hear me? We hear you, Layla said. So what do you suggest? First step is reconnaissance. We send scouts to get the lay of the land, figure out where supplies might still be stocked. Someplace with multiple exits. He glanced around at the deserted streets and darkened buildings surrounding them. There's bound to be a grocery store we can hit quickly. Zero nodded. That's actually a good strategy. We'll split up scavenge supplies and teams. The others murmured agreement. But Tommy still didn't like the risk. But short of chaining himself to the van in protest, he was out of options for swaying them. He forced himself to nod. All right, fine. But no unnecessary risks out there. In and out, quick and quiet. And at the first sign of swarming zombies, you haul ass back here. No exceptions, no heroics. Understood? Everyone nodded. We should have a distraction, Nick said. Draw the deadheads away so the others can search easier. Good idea, said Layla. She nudged Mickey beside her. How about you put that cocky mouth to use for once? Stand on a rooftop yelling insults with that big mouth of yours. Lure them away. Mickey managed a weak chuckle. Tempting. But in my state, I'd probably pass out and become zombie bait. I'll handle the distraction. Jimbo turned to zero. Van Keys, dude. Zero fished the keys from his pocket and tossed them to Jimbo. Me and Nix can lead a merry zombie chase while you lot grab the goods. Good plan, Tommy said. Just keep the heroics to a minimum, all right? Stay close and don't take chances. We got this, boss dude, Jimbo said with an exaggerated salute. Leave the grunt work to us, professionals. Professionals my ass, Spike muttered. Jimbo just laughed as he and Nix headed for Anarchy's child's van. Come on, Nixie boy, let's go lure us some groupies. The engine roared to life, blasting the refused the shape of punk to come through the speakers. Jimbo cranked up the volume before peeling out into the street. As Tommy watched the van speed off, he still didn't like splitting up. But he had to admit, having a noisy distraction to draw the dead away from them was a smart strategy. Maybe, just maybe, They could pull this off without anyone dying after all. But glancing back at the bloodthirsty horde still pounding the casino doors behind them, Tommy knew the odds were always stacked against them now. He turned to Zero. Where to first? Zero scanned each building along the street. There, he finally said, pointing. Chapter 24 Tommy led the rest of the group down the block in search of supplies. Layla, Mickey and Dee walked just behind him, with Zero, Spike, and Roxy bringing up the rear. Tommy gripped his baseball bat tightly as he scanned their surroundings. The dark, debris-strewn streets were still for now, the only movement coming from bits of trash skittering along the sidewalk. Jimbo's music echoed through the empty city, leading the zombies on a chase away from their location. Let's check some of these shops as we go, Tommy said, but stay alert and ready to bolt. The others murmured quiet agreement. Weapons at the ready. They began methodically trying doors as they passed, but every business was locked up tight. Tommy's frustration grew with each rattle of handles and peer through grimy glass. Were they wasting precious time on a futile errand? This is pointless, Mickey said, as they reached yet another locked door. Every place is boarded up or looted already. We're just wasting time we could be using to get the hell out of here. Tommy placed a hand on Mickey's shoulder. Let's just keep looking, man. Check around the next corner up here. There's bound to be some place we can slip into. Mickey gave a listless nod. All right. After trying a couple more fruitless doors, they finally spotted a small grocery store nestled between a liquor shop and laundromat. Tommy waved everyone to gather round. All right, this could be our ticket for supplies. Looks like the front door is chained, but we might be able to slip in through the loading bay around back. Weapons ready, they crept to the rear of the building. The metal door stood half-lifted, allowing just enough room to duck underneath into a small office at the shop's rear. Let's load up, Tommy said, nodding towards the store interior. Grab anything non-perishable. Canned food, cereal, nuts. Roxy glared at him. We know what food to get, Tommy. Whatever, Rox, just thinking out loud. They ventured out onto the sales floor. Zero and Tommy clicked on their flashlights beams slicing between the pitch-black aisles. Tommy swept his torch along the empty shelves to his right, illuminating surfaces covered in dust and rat droppings. Uh, Dee said. When's the last time they had a health inspection? Probably around the same time the outbreak started, Spike said. Damn, this place has been cleared out already, Roxy said. There's gotta be something left. Check the lower shelves, Tommy said. Anyone fancy some artichoke hearts? Layla said, holding up a dented can and laughing. Dee made a face. Bluh, I'll pass on those. Ooh, look, marshmallows, Spike said. Best food group right here. Keep looking, there's bound to be more. Tommy leaned around a corner. Jackpot, canned soup and veggies. He shone the flashlight over rows of dusty soup cans. Nice, Roxy said. Send some of those bad boys my way. Tommy grabbed armloads and distributed cans out to the others. As they packed away the meager supplies, Mick's phone light flashed over brightly colored bags lined up on a low shelf. He leaned closer to read the label and barked out a sudden laugh. Layla sidled over next to him. What's so funny? Find something good? Oh, I found something alright. Still chuckling, Mickey held up the bag in his beam. Vegetarian bacon bits. Layla peered closer. Shut up. Who would stockpile something so useless? What's the joke? Roxy asked. Mickey waved the bag. We hit the jackpot with these precious non-baconated bacon bits. We'll be eating like kings now. Roxy snatched the bag. Hey, if you don't want to eat them, maybe we could use them to barter, Tommy said. Some survivor out there is probably jonesing hard for fake bacon. A loud crash sounded from deeper inside the store followed by movement in the peripheral darkness. The group fell silent. Tommy spun, his bat raised and flashlight beam darting wildly to identify the noise. When the noise came again, the shuffling movement sounded wrong. Too light. Too erratic. Squinting into the darkness, he lowered the bat, his pulse still racing. Zero cocked his rifle at the hidden movement. After a long moment, he swore and lowered his rifle with a huff. Stand down. It's just a stupid cat. Tommy swung his beam around to illuminate the area just as a large gray cat darted out from its hiding spot. He caught the panicked glint of its eyes as it streaked past them, disappearing into the shadows. Scared me half to death, Layla said, placing a hand to her chest. Damn thing nearly gave me a heart attack. Zero scowled. We can't afford mistakes like that. Stay focused. As the others stuffed their packs with supplies, Tommy lingered a moment, brow still furrowed. He swept his light over the shelves and floor where the cat had emerged. An idea struck him. I'll be right back. Without waiting for a response, Tommy hurried down the aisle, pushing through the door the cat had appeared from. It led into a smaller stocking area lined with shelves still loaded with canned goods and boxes. Guys, get in here. The others crowded into the doorway. Even Roxy looked impressed. That damn cat was trying to hide its stash, Lila said. The others dived in, filling packs and boxes. Ten minutes later, laden with as much as they could carry between them, they headed back outside. Tommy did a mental tally of their take. Assorted canned veg and beans, canned fruit, soups, tuna, cereal, peanut butter. Not a feast, but enough to keep the whole crew fed for at least a week. A sudden blaring car horn shattered the quiet night. Tommy jolted, his head snapping around towards the sound. Careening around the corner came Anarchy's child's van. Jimbo pulled a handbrake turn, fish-tailing to a stop in front of them. He leaned from the driver's window, one hand on the wheel while the other slapped the horn over and over. Get in, get in. We gotta bounce. Now. Chapter 25 Tommy rushed forward. What happened? Are you guys okay? Jimbo's eyes were wild, his grin bordering on Manic. We're fine, but our distracting might have worked a little too well. We got company incoming. A lot of company. He cranked a thumb over his shoulder. Guttural moans echoed from the surrounding streets, growing steadily louder. The blood drained from Tommy's face. The plan had backfired. Everyone in. Now, Tommy said. The crew scrambled to load their scavenged bounty while the shuffles and moans of approaching zombies carried on the wind. Too many to fight. With everything crammed in back, Zero leapt onto the front seat, next to Nick's, while the rest of the crew wedged together on makeshift benches or piles of kit. Tommy dove in last, barely getting his door latched before Jimbo stomped the gas. Tires squealed as they raced off down the street. Heart hammering against his ribs, Tommy craned around to stare out the back window. Zombies emerged from every side road and alley, pouring onto Main Street in staggering pursuit. Yeah, ain't she a sight, Jimbo said, weaving around an abandoned car. Turns out blasting punk at full volume draws those corpses out like bees to honey. Who knew? Guess subtlety isn't really your strong suit, Jimbo, said Roxy. He laughed, swerving hard around a corner. Tommy braced against the doors as boxes and bodies slammed sideways but we got the job done and then some. Jimbo turned hard again, narrowly missing another vehicle. Hate to tell you, dudes, but we got a lot of company between us and the other vans. The streets around them swarmed with the shambling dead now, the van's wild trajectory barely keeping them ahead of the grasping hordes. There's so many of them, Layla said. Jimbo made a sudden turn back onto Main Street. There's too many swamping the main route, Zero said. Take the next right, I've got an idea. Jimbo jerked the wheel at the intersection. Their bodies slammed hard sideways again amid shouted curses and protests. Where to? Head for the buildings back behind Circus Circus. There's a maintenance area for the parking garages back there. Service elevators. We can get to the top floors and scout an escape route from higher ground. As Jimbo spun them off the main drag, Tommy locked eyes with each crew member in turn. I know today hasn't gone as planned. But we can still get out of this in one piece if we work together. Just gotta stay smart and stay brave a little while longer. He gave Layla's hand a squeeze where she clung to her seat. We'll make it through this, she managed a jerky nod, squeezing his hand back. Bouncing violently as Jimbo clipped a light pole, the van screeched up to the garage's bay doors. The crew flung themselves against the doors until a gap opened wide enough for the van to slip inside. They wedged through with mere inches to spare ripping a side mirror off in their haste. Inside the vast concrete structure, Jimbo drove up three levels and pulled the van to a stop and opened his door. Everyone froze. Tommy held his breath and listened. The engine's ticking filled the silence as everyone piled out. What's the plan? Roxy asked. Tommy shrugged. Ask Zero. Zero rubbed his chin. We stay here until those things have moved on. If those things are as dumb as I think they are, We should be safe up here. Tommy frowned. Stay here? We have supplies. He patted the van. And for what it's worth, we have shelter. Yeah, dude, Jimbo said. If the tunes drew them out, something else will draw them away. Tommy's nostrils flared. We don't know that. Zero squared up to him. This isn't a discussion, Tommy. We stay here until we can get back to the vans. He shrugged one shoulder. Of course you're welcome to make your own way if you'd like. Tommy held his tongue. You're right. We could all do with some rest anyway. Today's been... Intense, Zero said. Yeah, but we're alive. And you're right. We've got food. We've got water. I'm sure we can all wait it out up here for a while. Zero gave a half smile. I'm glad we're in agreement. Tommy sucked in his bottom lip and gave a slight nod. To be continued. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode of Punks vs. Zombies. If you're enjoying the story, please take a moment to leave a positive review on your podcast app. You can find out more about John Cronshaw and his work by visiting johncronshaw.com. Punks vs. Zombies is copyright John Cronshaw and Wyvern Books Limited. All rights reserved. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, Places, events, locales, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.